What's up, guys, gals, and pals? I'm Katie. I'm Nicole. And this is Double Wave Yellows, an F1 podcast. And we have a special guest today, my dad. I like being special. <laughs> he claims that he's going to say lots of embarrassing things that we need to edit out. So this will be really fun. Um, but yeah, he's here. His name's Andre, and he's my dad. Thanks for having me. Talking about one of my favorite subjects. Yep. Aside from cars. Just well, it is generic kind of cars. cars. Yeah. But you're always mad at me that I don't like cars. I don't understand it. How do you not like cars? I don't know. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> All right. Not really. Let's do this. There's news. a couple couple bits of news that happened right after the Monaco race. Um, apparently, there was a power outage during the downpour before oh. it started. And it maybe could have affected the start procedure, the lights, that situation. And that's why we had a rolling start and not a standing start twice. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe cut them some slack or maybe it's a cover up. Maybe. (laughs) But apparently that's why. Hmm. Um, The conspiracy against Charles started early. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, truly. (laughs) I don't know why they wouldn't want a Monagas to win in Monaco. Yeah. They all they all want it. He wants it. Ferrari doesn't care, apparently. Yeah. Also, Christian, this isn't written, but Christian said that there is no number one or number two driver, and either one of them could win. Max cough, or cough. Cough, cough. Yeah. Cough, cough. Spain wasn't that long ago, Christian. <laughs> we know what happened. <laughs> yep. He's just trying to say that just because Checo actually won a race. Yeah. And he probably, I don't know, maybe didn't think that would happen on merit. So. On the other hand, from Checo's perspective, he got himself a contract and we don't know the details, but that's pretty dang good to get another couple of years and mm-hmm. at his age and experience. It's, it's not a, not a bad place to be. Yeah. Especially with their uh, driver program. Yeah. They have the deepest the largest so that kind of, you not, feel bad for that not anymore i'm picturing little lemmings going out of here <laughs> going somewhere else yeah because i mean ferrari's are... barren i thought well yeah they have yeah. mick and they have arthur mm-hmm. essentially that would you know go somewhere mick's already in f1 mm-hmm. ferrari may be barren for drivers but they have a lot of really really high quality people for race strategy Mm-hmm. in the works but that's not important right now that's so offensive <laughs> no doubt uh wait so we didn't mention it but checo signed or extended his contract through 2024 yeah which yeah. is ago quite a while yeah that's i mean it's another two seasons two, yeah so we'll see I wonder what, what yuri vips did I wonder what, you- what Yuki did. <laughs> like the third young uh, drivers that aren't going to know. Yeah, they're probably about. like, well, sucks for us. All right. So would you like to tell us a bit about your intro into Formula One? What got you into it? When did you start becoming a fan? Who were your first favorites and teams and stuff? Sure. I have like vague recollections, just very below the surface. Um, memories of it probably going to the early 90s, um, long before either of you two were born, because I'm an old man. Um, So, but again, it was really casual. It's like I kind of had some idea of, you know, this name Senna, um, or 
Nelson Piquet or, you know, that kind of goes into late eighties, early nineties. And I knew what a McLaren was and obviously knew what a Ferrari was and um, probably saw a race here or there, but I've always liked cars. I've always liked speed cars and airplanes. And so I'd watch on TV, um, but F1 wasn't really on TV much. Then one day I was at work and I hear this story about um, Ayrton Senna dying at Imola. And, you know, I just kind of, for some reason it hit me. I really didn't, I just knew he was amazing, but I'd never really watched more than one or two races, had some vague idea of who he was. And for some reason that got me more interested in F1, weirdly. And then this cat named Michael Schumacher, who you know, went on to win the 94 and 95 world championship and wasn't really a fan per se, but that was kind of my first, okay, let's read the newspapers and other sources and, and kind of keeping track of it. But it was really 1999. Um, mom, yes, a great year. You were born then. <laughs> um, mom bought me a ticket to Portland International Raceway to see CART not F1, but it was open wheel racing back when cart was kind of competitive and actually pretty decent. And I was just blown away by the performance. <laughs> and I, I was shocked the first time I, I kind of saw them and heard them. So I started watching on TV every weekend. Literally, it went from zero to every weekend and got into it. And um, BMW in 2000 was an engine supplier and I was a big BMW fan. So that was kind of a reason to watch. So I usually liked whoever was driving for BMW, which was really Sauber, but they used BMW engines. So you know them as Alfa Romeo today. Anyway, I don't know how much detail you want, but I've kind of been into it. Um, different, some of my favorite drivers of the past, Juan Montoya, I mean, amazingly fast and brash and kind of a little bit like maybe a little bit like um max, max in terms of okay. you know take no prisoners i'm here i'm gonna run you off the road and win the race but he never really matured in my opinion um, would you say that juan pablo has matured more or less than max well given the fact that one's Since an old man or... and <laughs> well just like for, yeah. let's say for the so he was only enough one for about five years i think and I don't think Juan Pablo ever got his racecraft up to the same. He had the raw speed, but he could never really manage the car and the race really well. And this is back when, gosh, guys, the, there was such a difference in as, as car lovers, which may be a little bit, I don't want to say lost on you guys, it's not, but the sound of a V10 in mm. person and what they did and just sort of the ear shattering. Um, sorry, I digress. Cool stuff. <laughs> Um, anyway, he in these days, engines blew up on kind of a semi-regular basis. They didn't have any limitations on the number of power units you could have in a year. And testing was more prevalent. So they the engines were really tuned to a much higher degree, and, and they're fragile. Very long-winded way of saying that for one Montoya, he kind of just... Why did it, why was his engine always the one that blew up? You know, why did his car break down as opposed mm -hmm. to some of his competitors? Anywho, um, early conspiracy theories. Yeah. How do you feel about the V10 engines, Katie? They were nice and loud. I don't like, like it. it. Oh, see, I, I don't, like I don't sound. like feeling pain. 
that's why you gotta wear earplugs like because like when i when i've been to f1 races like i haven't had to wear earplugs whereas you've Mm -hmm. been to races where it's like you have to wear your earplugs or else your ears are going to be bleeding yeah i remember the first time (laughs) well in a weird way because it literally it's the kind of sound that sort of moved through your body no there's two things so the first time i ever saw an f1 race in person was at indianapolis in 2001 and it was v10s but there's two things going on there a it was the v10 b keep in mind by the way as an aside most of what you guys have listened to that sounds good is actually the v8s because they were Mm -hmm. pretty good but they weren't as good as the v10s those things were doing 19,000 rpm shriekishly loud anyway combine that as it's on the track at indianapolis where they had these steel overhangs um, across the um, seating areas and it all it just kind of echoed and so yeah literally with earplugs in it was still loud and without was quite painful and I get what you're saying on the one sense why would you want to do that but there's just something something about it I mean it was just so visceral um, so out of control almost and it was exciting um, the sound um, actually when they went by you going into a corner is they downshift um, it's hard to describe but you 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 don't get it on tv the sound through the exhaust is they're downshifting and it's just like literally a boom 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 you know is there anyway so for a gearhead knucklehead like me um it was pretty amazing i was blown away why don't you like the v10s just too loud me? yeah yeah well i don't it's not that i i guess i would only i've only heard like the the sound it makes in a recording so I wouldn't know Mm -hmm. how it makes you feel but um yeah just the high pitch noise it's uncomfortable it is definitely a higher pitch not just a volume but there's a pitch Mm -hmm. thing involved as well Mm -hmm. but uh I don't know it's uh, even the v8s to me there's something really really cool about the way they sound to me but then again I like jet engines so Mm. well and like I feel like the cars now it's like yeah they make noise but it's not loud I don't know it's not part of the experience to hear the noise now. Whereas I feel like that would be kind of part of it back when they were loud. It was like, that's Formula One. Yeah, I think that's fair. Packing your earplugs. Gotta have earplugs for sure. (laughs) That reminds me, when we went to Monaco, they put earplugs in our hotel room and we thought it was for the race, but it was for the after parties. Oh, oh, because you're trying to sleep. Yeah, we had no idea that like after the race, there was this big raging party going on at our hotel where yeah. a lot of oh. poi polloi from you know people that want to be seen in Monaco or whatever and some drivers and women the next morning and doing the walk of shame leaving the hotel as I mean, we're it was, leaving to it, the it was weird. train station but i mean it's, oh my gosh three <laughs> o'clock in the morning you're trying to you sleep and it's just <laughs> jdm just that was you funny. didn't go no honestly part of me was like maybe i should just go see what's going on who's there are there any drivers was it open or i mean it was just i think there was stuff that was happening maybe in the lobby for sure like because the amber lounge was right next door to our hotel Mm -hmm. so there was for sure something going on in the amber lounge but then i think there was like an outside party and it's like i'm staying at this hotel can't i go (laughs) you think one would hope um so you've sort of already mentioned it but what are some other races you've been to 
uh, I went to I went to three or four races. I can't remember right now because I'm old um, at Indy. And I've been to with Katie twice to Austin and Monaco once. And I can't believe that you guys are going to Silverstone without me. <laughs> He's very there's, offended. There's a little crocodile tear thing going on <laughs> right here. The home of Formula One. You know, don't feel guilty or anything. Well, can still go. Then- we can go again another year yeah that's true i know i could go but this is this is your thing and you should experience it without but it's not like you're not going to a race a month later true we're gonna go to um hungry yes that should be interesting yeah please god don't touch charles don't don't go near him (laughs) don't think about him you are just never gonna let that go are you Uh uh-uh dang i mean it's happened twice now yeah I don't think he even knows the second time. Oh, he didn't know that you were <laughs> setting him up? Yeah. For I, accident- I accidentally set you up on Instagram. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Oh, my. How'd you do that? <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> oh, dear. Awesome. <laughs> um, I'm going to have a cult following of the anti charles yeah, brigade or something. You can have like but an anti charles fan page, even though you are a Charles fan. You know, yeah. He says, I, I, I think it's a cover. It could be a cover. No, let me be really clear here. I'm quite honest. Like the Dodgers are terrible. Do not like them at all. I have no problem. So irrelevant. It's so not relevant to this conversation. (laughs) Only relevant in as much as you're to to share with you that I would tell you to your face when I feel some way about Charles or otherwise. Ergo, your favorite baseball team. Um, Mm -hmm. Not important right now. No, I am a Charles fan. He was my guy. Stadium. Uh, Yep, there it is. Yeah, um, I noticed. Shirt. I noticed. <laughs> you were you did get a little green there. I saw a little bile, you know, a little throw up in there. But um anyway, yeah. The um yeah, I've I've been a Charles fan since he came up with Alfa Romeo, and I could tell right then that he was special. I just don't like him because he's so pretty, and there's only room for one pretty man in the universe, and that's that's me. Uh uh-huh. so, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> couldn't say it with a straight face uh, anyway yeah um that was funny not funny not funny when i said that and it happened <laughs> and uh, believe me i was as disappointed as you i i would much rather have him take the championship than max even though i probably like red bull more than ferrari but i just unlike katie i'm not a max fan i respect what he does i think he's an amazing driver but i just i don't think the dude has any kind of life outside of racing and i could be wrong because i don't know i think i think he has friends but i think friends are are paid friends um but it's it's like it's like racing and video games that's i think his cat but then he also has kelly and baby p but he's always playing video games yeah when he's like on break yeah and they're just there which probably isn't that unusual for somebody in you know 20 to 25 male not necessarily just male but you know there's the stereotype i guess and and for him it's yeah i just truly that's all these guys that's all they've been doing since they're preschoolers right is is revolving on race but you look at somebody like charles who you know i don't know i get impressed by the fact that he seems to be more well-read and involved Mm -hmm. and um dude can pay piano piano. and he's like i said he's pretty so what's not to like 
I keep bringing that up. Is there concern? Here? I think you have a definitely a man. Crush. I have a little man crush on him, except yeah, he's a little yeah. <laughs> what would you rank him from one to ten? No. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, like according, well, you guys is the one that you guys did a couple of three weeks ago was a little, actually a couple of three episodes ago. You used different criteria. You know, guys are kind of lame. We're just, she hot. <laughs> yeah, I you tried know, to make it more scientific. More in there. Yeah, yeah, you had a little bit more going on there. No, I I would certainly say he's probably the most well-rounded, uh, you know, column the nine and a half of the F1 world. I mean, mm-hmm. he's good looking. He seems kind. You know, I, I you, you don't know for sure. We don't know these guys. Yeah. In reality, all we get is little snippets and, and, and you make some suppositions there. But he seems to care, seems to be nice, seems to be, you know, I mean, you guys were pretty harsh on a couple of people that may also be stronger in that area. But that's that's OK. <laughs> you're, you're entitled to your opinion. Um, yeah. No, for me, he's probably he'd be the. He'd be the guy I'd want Katie most to date. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Would you say he's more attractive than Mick Schumacher? <laughs> and by how much? <laughs> um, hmm. Because I was feel... Mick second or third on our list? I think he was second. He was second or third. I know which it was like absurd. Charles and then it was K-Mag and Mick. I just don't remember which order K-Mag and Mick were. <laughs> love how high so, came got. <laughs> so if you're if you're talking just uh, you know I, I got the impression from you nicole that that mm-hmm. you thought he was quite plain generic blonde dude mm-hmm. i think he's a pretty good looking guy okay um but i you know and, and to me though part of um part of how i would rate in my little one to ten dude's got to be a good driver too and I am rooting for him. I'm really rooting for him, but I'm a little concerned. Um, When he was racing last year against the one that shall remain nameless, um, I don't think that was a real competition. And now he's got some competition with K-Mag and he's not looking really good. Um, This is his rookie year. It's his do-over rookie year. He doesn't really get a do-over, does he? He, he does he doesn't get a do-over I, i'm still hopeful that he's going to pull it out part Sophomore of sophomore slump part of it is but see in the past in other categories right he was <laughs> weak in the first year strong in the second but he's playing in the big leagues now so i'm willing to give him another year isn't that nice of me yeah, yeah so kind very nice of me is i'm his, still hmm? it's, sorry is he on a one year i don't remember when his contract ends i don't think we know yeah, I'm not sure. I know that we know <laughs> that K-Mag is multi-year. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't think we know about me. I, know I, that I personally something. have no idea why he's not with Alpha right now. Um, I, I just, well, I Alpha feel... seemed to be trying to pull away from Ferrari last year. And they were like cutting ties with their juniors. So mm. I figure that's why. Yeah, I but... find that odd given the fact that, I mean, Fiat owns Ferrari and Alpha. And... Yeah. You know, it's just kind of a, well, it's not really Fiat anymore. It's some other Atlantis, Atalus or something weird like that. But anyway, point is, um, I find it a little odd. Um, I wish, let's face it, we all love Haas, but they're a little bit of a train wreck and not the easiest environment for a guy that's just trying to learn. And, um, but that's okay. Maybe he's going to learn. I'm, I'm hopeful that he's going to pick up a lot of tricks and uh, do, do well 
do better because I, I'll say he is one of my favorites. Top five, let's put it that way. I, I, he seems like a good kid. Would you allow me to date him? I would. Are there any you wouldn't, Max? Yeah, who would you not let me date? Not Max. Um, not Daniel. Interesting. Um, see, this depends. So do I go into my protective dad mode here? Probably. Guys that I think would use you and... I mean, that sounds weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who, who has the heart? Who has the sense of humor? Who would talk about something deeper than... F1. F1 or even baseball. <gasps> mm -hmm. um, who talked? Yeah. Who was it? Oh, Alex. Gross. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what your thing is with Alex. He seems like <laughs> a good dude to me. He really does. Matt Damon thing. There's no reason. <laughs> like, uh, it's talk just... Matt Damon. I mean, that's probably my number one man crush. So really, yeah. He, yeah, who doesn't want to be Matt Damon? I don't. I don't really think about Matt Damon me. much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um yeah there's there's uh anyway i don't you know it's a really funny question i i actually think dating an f1 driver would be really difficult mm -hmm. nearly impossible yeah. and, and in fact let's be honest any athlete really yeah any athlete but gosh it is that being an f1 driver is so elite and i don't mean that in a uh condescending way but i mean it's so out there in such a stratified atmosphere that i feel like i wondered it'd be very hard for any driver given all the entourage and the adulation to have anything sort of outside of themselves um, that they could care about you know do they understand the concept of making a sacrifice for someone else which ultimately is what any relationship that stands the test of time involves because it's never take 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 sorry didn't mean to we're go getting good we're getting into relationship advice, advice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's it. all lies lies all lies <laughs> hey i think you can give some good relationship advice you're you've been Mar married almost 35 years marry a woman that puts up with your crap yeah <laughs> a long time um who have some of your other favorite drivers been throughout the years Jack Villeneuve hmm. uh, talked about Montoya. I really liked Robert Kubica. Um, he was the real deal. Um, not a handsome man. <laughs> wouldn't have been in, wouldn't have been high in my list of, you know, kind of monosyllabic. All he really had to say about anything was F1, but that dude was quick and, uh, and he was in the BMW. So that, that helped. Um, the only thing I know about Robert Kubica is that he's a lefty. Is he a lefty? I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I think well he lefty has. because he has to be, or oh, maybe that's why because yeah, of the know. accident. I just know because yeah. with Alpha, the reason like he wasn't doing too well when he was well because he was just hopping in the car, but they didn't give him a lefty steering wheel, so he'd mm. have to compensate for it. Hmm. Got it. I actually, you know, it's funny you say who are some of my favorites, and and of course you have to like and respect Schumacher. He was never like the. He would never have been the guy I wanted to go most have a beer with, but he was, I think, you know, more than any that I can think of with the possible exception of Lewis, um, the guy that could change the workings of, of a team respect to Ferrari. Um, I mean, they're just a train, they've been a train wreck, <laughs> the way their management works, 
or doesn't work. I mean, they're just a weird F1 team, right? They were doing better. <laughs> they were, they were, but they're just, you know, it's funny. I was listening to um, one of your competitors, <laughs> not really beyond the grid and um, mm-hmm. shout out to them. They're, you know, it's, I mean, it's F1 sponsored and stuff. They were talking to some engineer and um, it was just amazing. This is nothing new. You know, Ferrari's always just kind of been passionate, Blah, let's do this and hope it works out and instead of a methodical this works this doesn't work let's move forward and you know anyway mm-hmm. um i i go hot and cold on lewis um i yeah. i think he has resumed the mat he is the uh, resumed what's the right word um he is the heir apparent to schumacher best of all time he's the goat um he did have an amazing car and I don't think Toto gets, I think the dude's an awesome manager. I, I think there's mm-hmm. something there with, you, you get the corporate might of Mercedes with his business acumen. His wife seems really cool too. You guys, mm-hmm. you guys ought Susie. to send, you need to send Susie like a letter. Dead, <laughs> dead serious here. I listened to her podcast on Beyond the Grid and she's a real racer i mean legit and she's Mm -hmm. also a ceo of formula e and she sees she's scottish and she's just cool Mm -hmm. um and and she is hmm? i think so venturi is the team yeah sorry i got distracted there um mercedes (laughs) has been amazing and and i'm still it's going to be a hard hill to climb the rest of this year but you know they're going to catch up you know if not this year next year they're going to be back because they're just that good and lewis I mean, it is funny. I've seen some memes that I have on my phone in terms of, you know, it, it is interesting seeing George basically outpace him this year. And I think that's the first time Lewis has ever been close to that. Um, Alonzo, I don't know, that whole McLaren thing was just weird. So I just, I don't even <laughs> yeah, know. You were what to a think fan during the weird Alonzo era. Yeah. Uh, as far as fanboy, yeah, he's probably currently my number one um and then you kind of switched over to Leclerc when he was gone for two yeah so I liked Leclerc then so he was I think there was one year with Leclerc at uh, Sauber at uh, Sauber and then Alonso left so he became my my avatar if you will and um yeah but now that he's back I I want the most success for him and He's a, a plug for old dudes everywhere because the dude's just still bringing it. Um, mm, for sure. I do, and I think I think as a young man, he's probably a turd. Um, <laughs> just very, very demanding. I mean, they're all demanding, um, but he, I don't think he he may have been a, a particularly good teammate. Um, I think he's matured. I think he's done enough in his life to sort of have a little bit bigger picture, and he's still the dude that can just the whole package qualifies fast races fast has just an idea running in his mind of what everybody's doing on track around him and and is able to take advantage of that in a way that i don't see a lot of other people do but yeah lewis is um i don't know sometimes he just annoys the crap out of me that's it's like there was a period of time too where he was like extra annoying i feel like a little too yeah you know preachy maybe well and Um, there was just a period of time where he like was kind of gaining popularity outside of the formula one world and Mm -hmm. like it showed just like with the i don't know just the way he presented himself whereas i feel like he's kind of honed in on how he wants to present himself 
as a Formula One driver and just a celebrity. Yeah. 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 Because if you ask people who don't watch Formula One, the driver, the only driver they'd probably know is Lewis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're if probably they knew right. of anyone. But yeah. yeah. It's a name that would come well, up. Well, because doesn't Lewis yeah. have more followers on Instagram than Formula One does itself? That's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know who Lewis was before, but for some reason, I recognized his face. So obviously I've seen him around somehow. Mm -hmm. So Formula One has 19.4 followers. Lewis has 28.4. That's pretty profound. Yeah. Interesting. Um, No, I I think he's awesome. I am. Like I said, it it does make me scratch my head a little bit, you know, with with Russell. By the way, I loved you guys' puppet comment on him (laughs) a couple of three episodes ago. I just, it really did resonate with me. He He is ventriloquist. It's kind of like, you know, the quaffed hair, the smile. Yeah, I could totally. It was just, yeah, I get it. but he is very political um or or tv savvy whatever he's been handled for a long time um but having said that he is i mean you know what's that meme that i, I are you allowed to cuss i don't mean to cuss i don't we don't be... really cuss okay. much but so, you can say bleep beep you yeah, can censor yeah. yourself so he can drive that beat box um yep that poop <laughs> box sounds like yeah okay. beatbox sounds like beatbox which didn't really yeah. work anyway so the point <laughs> is you know right now when they're struggling he is he very clearly has a quicker pace and so it makes you wonder i would have thought lewis was the kind of person who could maximize whatever he was in which is why i'm a little surprised that currently george is outpacing him mm-hmm. i i'm i'm and i do think russell's quite good so there's that's part of it but you know i don't know if uh is he just so used to having superior has he gotten lazy did he just kind of mm-hmm. get um, used to get having so used to dominating yeah. that he's having a tough time swallowing that you know remember was it spain where he's ready to punch out of the race yeah yeah and that was he finishes p5 was it or, yeah you know it's kind of like this is where Behind they're at george but and, yeah and this I... is, they need to work on that car as a p5 p6 car to develop it with all of his experience to get to where they need to be mm-hmm. he has had a bit of like bad luck but he still also hasn't been performing as well as he should do you think yeah. he thinks a lot about his bad luck when he's cruising from la to monaco and his g650 <laughs> probably not he's probably just still mad that george what undercut him twice with the mm-hmm. with the safety car mm-hmm. and then he goes what happened <laughs> Yep. there was a safety car lewis mm-hmm. he, yeah lewis and safety car is not a good combo Mm-mm. oh god it'll be an epitaph on his tombstone someday <laughs> i'm trying to get over it <laughs> what are some of your first memories of getting me into formula one when <laughs> i was little uh my first memory solid memory well, it's twofold. One, you know, rooting for Schumacher in 2001. Was it 2001 or 2000 where there was this crazy spa race where there's like this double pass with Mika Hakkinen? Anyway, I just I have this memory where you you were just a blob. You're a potato. <laughs> but I remember you being there. The memory of you was, I think, Hamilton's first year. And you used to love making cardboard cutouts and you had not cardboard cutouts posters posters made of cardboard <laughs> no i would but buy he's not poster, poster board. Poster board. he's not yep. cutting them out 
Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Not making so, a life-size Michael Schumacher. No. Yeah. But um, got ha- Hamilton's face. Yeah, I like printed out pictures. Picture on this thing. Go Hammy, go. And so here is a seven-year-old, you know. Holding it up to the Holding TV. it up to the TV and, you know. The- I feel like, do I have more memories of being an f1 fan when i was little than you do because i remember Probably. the mazda commercials that would go on that would say uh zoom 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 yeah i don't i always associate that with f1 hmm. um and then we would like when i was cheering for someone i would always say go baby go that was my <laughs> little phrase you remember that yeah and then of course my little schumacher bear that was my kindergarten nap right. time stuffed animal which we think we have in the garage still somewhere we hope i hope or did it go the way of the penguin story for another day but like penguin. i don't did i tell you like this realization i met made there was a tweet and it was like who was your first favorite athlete and i was thinking about it and i was like it was michael schumacher yeah that was my first favorite athlete which is interesting because and i would argue that you kind of did that on your own because even mm-hmm. though i re- I mean, he was the name. He was what the yeah. name everyone was talking. Because when you're little, you just like whoever's winning, and so I'm like, this guy's winning, cool. Now I know I don't have to ask you, Nicole, who your favorite dream date F1 driver would be. I think we've. I don't think any of them, but I. Um... Okay. <laughs> you can think, Charles. Why is that? Uh... Kind of what I was hitting on before, as far as just being so worldly for lack of a better way to put it or uh, i think um like for fun i can talk about it but like f- to think about who i would actually end up with or date it'd be none of them just because they don't fall into any of the categories in my head which a lot of its age like hmm. ha- like half of them are younger than me including charles yeah. <laughs> then the ones that are older i'm okay. just like not interesting there's just no one there for you like daniel would probably be the closest but then he's He's a little too immature yeah so there's no one okay okay dang i'm a little concerned that you're you're expressing that you're too old for a good chunk of them that's wild why i don't know because i mean i get it but it just um i mean only by my standards you can date someone younger if you want no, I get what you're saying, I think. And especially, I mean, let's be honest, generally speaking, young men are not particularly mature anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's understandable. So yeah, it kind of puts you into the rarefied air of three or four drivers. And that's not, that's kind of slim. Well, like Pierre, Kevin? Alex, Gross. <laughs> Kevin's married, Katie. Well, yeah, but like if you were to take away the fact We were talking be... realistically. If we're, I don't we're throwing it all up in be... the wind. <laughs> I don't think she wants to be the other woman, Katie. I know. Don't put her in that. Also, Danish sort of topic. Uh, yeah, I assume for you, Katie, it would be Max. No, no that sounds Mick. awful. It's Mick. oh, Mick. I could see it, Mick. Yeah, it's Mick. I'm for sure. I would. I would have a whole. He would have two weeks of getting to be only one year older than me. Right. Right. <laughs> or younger than me. Oh, Mick's younger than you. Yeah, by two weeks oh that's close yeah what's your deal with liking spanish drivers we sort of talked about alonzo <laughs> but we but haven't talked like about Carlos. the other spaniard you know 
I like science. Yeah. How do you think he says it? Science? Science. Science with a Z. Whatever. <laughs> Got a little science. Science. Anyway. Okay. Um, so I also used to like, um, still like rally driving, and but it's very mm. hard to find on TV and it would take a lot of effort. And I guess I don't like it that much. And Carlos Sainz was senior, was driving when I first started watching. And as far as junior is concerned, I don't quite have the same. He's not my Alonzo or nothing there. I think it's, it is coincidental that probably a few of my top guys are Spanish, including him. I, I, honestly, I think a lot of it for me, I enjoyed him and Lando so much and their, 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 what's the right word? Banter? Um, relationship the way, the way they riffed off each other and had fun with each other together yeah all that stuff and i actually thought it brought out carlos and i still will never forget was it drive to survive season two or one or, or one no the fake rivalry no oh, when okay. before that when basically he finds out that he doesn't have a ride oh it's one year. Mm-hmm. and you just see these big giant eyes like I felt like it was all he could do to stop crying and I felt like it was genuine I felt like he did everything he needed to do but just didn't have the money or the backing or whatever they wanted um in any event I think he's legit I think he's good I think he's solid but I can't say he's top five I I like Lando better Hmm. top five drivers or top five that you like top five that you like they're kind of together they're 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 tied together for me they got to be a good driver I'm not going to like them who do you think are the top five drivers yeah, in F1? Was... Adjusted for age, legacy, or just no, currently just current right grid. now, put them in a car. Current grid. They don't have to be in an order, but yeah. if you want to put them in order. Yeah, um, I can't. Let's let's start with just five. Um, has to be Charles. Has to be Max. Has to be Lewis. Um, the next two... Do, 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 do. You mm. You're not <laughs> Look at the scream. Look at the oh, scream. Oh, 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 got it. Yeah, no, no. I'm just trying to be trying to be honest. Like today, right now. I mean, is a 40, 41 year old man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know um, for sure, but I'm gonna say Alonzo. And next for me is between Russell and Norris, and I can't mm-hmm. quite. Um, I actually think for a really stupid way to put it that's not popular anymore I do think Norris is the shizzle um <laughs> I, I think about who he's raced against and how he's done I know it's not a thing anymore but uh, uh, I love for, it let's bring it back not for a generation bring <laughs> it back he he has met the challenge in a very unassuming way um and I think you know, I do think he's one of these guys that from a baby age was so sheltered. And you do sometimes wonder, is there a personality there that's. George has no personality. Lando has a personality more than George. I don't have a problem with his personality as much as you guys. I, I did love, like I said, the whole. Uh, the, I, the puppet I like thing, the PowerPoints. Yeah, yes. surprise. I like the PowerPoint. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's okay. I just, you know, but but he does seem to sort of, anytime they're talking to him, I, I don't think I've seen anything that's like, oh, I learned something about him mm-hmm. that day. Um, so, but having said that, I think if you think about how he drove that Williams, 
when mm -hmm. you, you know, Mr. Saturday, and then you saw what he did um, in, was it Abu Dhabi or wherever secure. it was, where, where he went into secure driving yeah. Valtteri's, I mean, he just was amazeballs. Yeah, man, George is cursed. That was crazy. Um, yeah, he was. <laughs> and then you look at him this year, and I think he's just been lights out. I, I think he's done exceptionally well. So definitely, yeah, I, I'm certainly top six. I think I've mentioned six now. So I'm going to, you know, they all have their strengths. I love watching different people do different things. I love watching K-Mag just kind of, yep, I'm here. I'm coming through. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, there, there's, uh, yeah. And of those drivers that I mentioned for me, and I hate to say this, I don't know why, just there's something about Max. I just don't dig. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. um, respect. I, it's funny. I have his hat. You know, I have a Red Bull t-shirt um mainly because i like blue i guess so it's <laughs> you know wearable colors for me but um yeah i don't know i wish i could like max a little bit more i'm probably not giving him i'm liking him more he got me back into mm -hmm. f1 i know oh, absolutely because i remember i wasn't really into f1 i still followed f1 and i followed lewis mm -hmm. on instagram then i kept seeing all this stuff about this max guy and i'm like huh and yeah. i look him up and he's like a year and a half older than me and i'm like what the heck and so i was like i gotta get back into this nicole who do you think are the top five drivers in f1 probably the same i would put alonzo in there um charles max lewis alonzo i'd probably say george over lando at the moment mm -hmm. yeah those are but would lando be your like sixth or who's left we know it's not alex <laughs> we know it's not schumacher i think he's better schumacher. than carlos mm. yeah i guess seb would be the only one but lately man mm. it's rough it's funny with seb i i was like katie <laughs> i didn't like him in the red bull days keep in mind his first appearance ever in f1 was for bmw so, I was so like, you should have liked him i should have liked him I liked that, but then he goes to Red Bull and this, you know, dude at a, what I don't, gosh, yeah, something's changed. He, um, they won so much and I've just never, so my, my issue with Red Bull, as much as I actually think for the most part, they have the best looking car on the grid, in my opinion. Um, the livery? livery or the or... I like the livery. Um, well, I like it. that's good I, because it never changes. It doesn't change much, and I and I do either. I tend to like dark blues, so there's obviously a reason for that. But my issue is so on some level for me, it's a really immature, stupid thing. But as a guy that loves cars and as a guy that loves F1, on some level, you want to identify with. Yeah, that could be me. Knowing you know, never in a million years have I driven anything like that or have that kind of talent. But on some way, you want to identify. And, you know, Red Bull's a drink company. It's not a car company. And so for, in that level, I've just never really loved them as a team. Mm -hmm. um, although you remember me through last year and the year before when we Honda. heard Honda, I've owned a lot of Hondas and it just annoyed the crud out of me that they were pulling out. I just at, at least just once so a weekend, at least once a week, he would say stupid Honda. I was kind of a joke. Was it their I mean, decision? Yeah. Yeah, oh. they just, they decided in their corporate initiatives that their future is EV, and they just want to focus everything on 
I mean, maybe nothing to do with um, any kind of motorsports. I'm not, well, I mean, they make the engines for Indy Racing League. Um, I don't really know what else they may do on a high level. I mean, they're in MotoGP. I don't know what that costs. You have to remember that, you know, we here in the United States, Honda sells nearly as many cars as Toyota does. But as a global company, Honda is actually quite a bit smaller than Toyota. And, and I'm not saying they're a small company, but they, they probably don't have the kind of resources. But then here we are with cost caps. And I really don't get it. I, I don't, as a business decision, I don't really get it. They never, they're probably kicking themselves because it's like, you know, all the airports and stuff I go to or whatever, and you'll, you'll see F1 stuff here and there. You never saw Honda taking advantage of the, you know, in advertising, you know, hey, we won the Monaco GP or whatever have you. I just, I think that was the issue. They didn't know how to capitalize on the the free advertising or not so free advertising is the case maybe. Wow, how do we get off on that tangent? Okay, I have um, a question though. So if the rumors are true and Porsche goes to Red Bull, does that change your, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. For context, he's buying a Porsche. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if um, if uh, I'm going to say when that happens, yeah, you never know that kind of stuff. Um, it would take a lot for me to not. And of course, what I'm really excited about is now if they end up being a part of the Red Bull, that, that could sort of change how I view these things. If it's Porsche Red Bull or Red Bull Porsche or however that goes. Um, I don't know that it will be because it sounded when I heard Christian Horner's Beyond the Grid last year, he really seemed to be um, wanting to, to be sort of do the Red Bull powertrain thing and creating some space for them and their factory and stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of curious how that's all going to work. Um, I do hope Porsche goes through that. I think they're one of the, one of the most storied names in motorsports um, up there with Ferrari and Mercedes. And they should be enough one. And now that it's kind of, thank you, Netflix, for helping F1 get notoriety in, in, in the US, which is their biggest market. I don't know. I think it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens. That's all. But the US is Red Bull's biggest market or Porsche? Porsche. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. I didn't know that. I think Fresno might be because there's a Porsche everywhere I look. Really? Huh. Oh, interesting. Well, you're in a nice there's... part of Fresno. So, yeah. There's it's a funny. Lot I don't, I don't see many. It's kind of funny in our neighborhood, you can't spit without hitting a Tesla, but there's nobody, lots of Teslas here too. Nobody has a Porsche. It's kind of weird. But uh, anywho, yeah, I'm excited for that because it, for some reason, I really love having a car to root for along with F1. It does change the, the you know, for me, who I like. It was really, I remember at one point not really liking any of the BMW drivers, but I had to sort of root for them because- <laughs> Heidfeld? Yeah, Heidfeld. And I mean, I did like Kubica. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, anyway, so it's, we'll see where that goes. You know, they, they say it's going to happen, but that's it's two and a half years is a long, three It's and not till 2026. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Andretti joining or trying to join F1? Um, I very much support the idea of them being an F1. I think that they're the natural, you know, much more so than Haas with respect to Gene Haas and, and mm -hmm. the background in NASCAR. But, um, you know, Andretti won a world championship. We're talking Mario now, generations older than me. Michael's been running that team in 
IndyCar for a long time. I think that they've got the resources. And now with a cost cap, I think that they've got a shot at it. Um, it was interesting. Who was it? Somebody said the issue is, you know, what do they bring to us? It was, it was Toto. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like that. I mean, it's yeah. kind of like, you know, I, I think maybe from the perspective, you know, you want to have 20 cars, but I'm kind of like, so you'll accept Haas and Russian oligarch money, but you're not going to accept. And, and so I think part of the problem is you, you have a piece of pie that's worth X number of hundreds of millions or billions of dollars, whatever these, and as you guys know, at the end, based on how many points you score and other things, that money is divvied up amongst the whole circus that is F1. Mm -hmm. So I think his perspective was from some of that piece of pie, he, he's gonna have potentially less pie to eat if there's another team there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Which, it was that and I think marketing revenue too. Like right. that would be good. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, and, and maybe he's arguing that, you know, it's real easy right now with the popularity that they have with the potential of three races. We don't know if that's gonna continue or not, but in the States, they may argue they don't need the American name and presence. Mm -hmm. I disagree um, because it, it, the reality is yes, BMW or gosh, um, you know, it's not in the game. So it's, it's sort of Ferrari sells more of their cars in the United States than anywhere in the rest of the world. Um, it's a car market. We're car fiends here. We, we, we're, I'm not saying we're the only, believe me in continental Europe, a lot of these places sell cars too my point being um to have an american presence um goodness we need an american driver so bad that's a whole nother story mm -hmm. um obviously we're biased like i don't even the last american driver in f1 i remember is uh scott speed was, was it actually rossi Alex there rossi. yeah alexander rossi. rossi yeah but that was for like just I mean, a hot was, second he was, he was a reserve a driver he was a reserve he was, driver. He, he raced a few races in 13 yeah. or 14, I think it was. Yeah. Well, um, he was Marusha's reserve driver. Yeah. So sadly, a you know, a crummy team. And I actually like Rossi a lot. He's probably my favorite. Did Indy, you know that he's racer, going but. to the McLaren Indy team? I did not know. They that. just announced that a couple of days ago. That's good news, probably. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting, though, not given the... Fair. I wonder what that means for Andretti. Because he's Andretti now, right? Or is he Ganassi? I'm brain farting. I don't remember. I, don't, I only know Grosjean Sandretti. Yeah. Everybody loves Grosjean. He Dude, had just, like a good year of yeah. just everyone on his side. And then I think so. And I, you know, maybe it was partially sympathy. It's mm -hmm. just the classic Grosjean thing that comes through as much as I think he's a, I think he's a nice man. I think he, you know, you get him out of the car. I think he's probably one of the nicest guys, at least for a French guy anyway. <laughs> kidding don't hate you french people i'm just being weird um the but you get him in a car and he just sort of he drives as if there's nobody else on the road that may be doing something outside of his little universe mm -hmm. and um too many accidents you know so it's been that way from day one really really quick but crashes a lot and that ruins other people's races which is why they probably don't like him in any racing way yeah so yes I am hopeful for Porsche. I am hopeful for Andretti. I think it would be, I think it would be good for the sport for sure. Um, yeah. I think that's a, that's a legacy name every bit as much as a Schumacher is in a different way. But mm -hmm. yeah. I also just like saying Andretti. Hmm. <laughs> Close to What's my the name. Formula E team Andretti Avalanche? Something right. like that. I can't get into that. That's cool too. I got to get more into Formula E. I just can't quite do it. 
I've been seeing lots of stuff lately about how Formula E is just going tanking. Yeah, it's, it's, they're mm. losing popularity fast. Um, I have my problem with Formula E is their relationship with CBS because their broadcasts are not. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but I know I was told Katie when I the first Formula E race I watched was last year, and I think they were in London, but they cut the broadcast as soon as the first guy like one cross the finish line and with formula e they have power and everyone was low on power there were like seven drivers that ran out of power right before the finish line right. but i didn't get to see any of it because they just cut it their hours up so cut yeah. it off yeah yeah and there's commercials mm-hmm. bummer yeah it's um uh, it's i'm not it, it's kind of funny as i've been was shopping for a car and evs are awesome they they seem to be good bad or otherwise it sort of seems to be the way of the future in terms of what you and i are going to be driving there's obviously a focus on that and um in that context it, it'd be cool to have racing that that is there but it it just isn't ready for prime time yet um and it's it misses that visceral part of it it's just i mean this gets back to v10 noise um mm-hmm. you don't hear any kind of noise it's just um, and then you got all you know oh, vote for your push to pass that's what? so weird the yeah. fan no, boost no, no, no. That's yeah lame. lame why do you curse charles <laughs> i don't i had nothing to do with what happened to him in monaco I, yes you did oh, well, you did maybe it was me it, yeah oh maybe it was well it was him well, standing on it yeah so i put on a pole position i put it on our instagram yeah i saw on the instagram post that i was standing where he was going to be starting yeah. tomorrow so you put that there yeah. i was there in 19 she right. thinks that you cursed him for what like well, I, st- I think you stood there and you went if charles ever gets pole position he will not win and he didn't win last <laughs> okay. year and he you're, didn't win this year you're uh, what's the right word for anthropomorphizing with words um hmm? yeah you're uh, <laughs> you're you're putting words you're you're putting words in my mouth that never Mm -hmm. were uttered there um (laughs) nope putting words in your head you didn't think not at all um i i mean i i obviously like like you two as well it certainly seems like he has a curse and (laughs) i i mean i was very hopeful but i will i'm not gonna lie i will say i mean it i'd be lying if i didn't say it didn't occur to me that if he was gonna lose this race it would be due to ferrari strategy mm-hmm. i didn't say it out loud especially when it was raining yeah. thinking yeah. matters though you still have to knock that's the most important part actually is oh, the thinking for you that people thoughts. that um that, that aren't aware of this nicole has this <laughs> knocking fetish yeah that i've seen in person um my goodness it's just like um, yes, it wasn't the sun, even the whole race because i had this no is point Nicole. after you know the sun's gonna rise tomorrow no. okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's fine in my it's point important. exactly <laughs> no i uh it makes it, it makes you feel like you have a sense of control over something you know that you don't have control right. of right but it makes you feel like you do no, it is funny when you say I'm something the same with baseball. And, and it happens. Oh, I know. You're kind of weirdly superstitious with baseball. Yeah. It's funny. Um, no, I mean, and I'll say it here for everyone with all my talking. And I mean, we've already, I wouldn't put myself. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much am 
a Leclerc fanboy and he is my, he's who I am rooting for. Maybe this will make you feel good. He's going to win the Formula One World Championship this year. No, not. <laughs> it's the worst thing you could have said. <laughs> Just screamed into oh, the no. mic. <laughs> I, I rock Barnacle's world. No, she knocked. She knocked. I'll knock for you too in case. Okay, good. I'll, I'll do it too. But uh, we're good. It's is, all it, even. is it okay to say I'm rooting for Get him Rodney. in the World Championship? Can I say that? Yeah. Okay. Should I say things like I think, oh, Max's car is going to blow up at least three or four times? Yes. Okay. I'd be <laughs> Hopefully okay not that. at Silverstone or Hungary. Why is no, that? that'd be fun. Oh, I'll well. be there. Who cares? You're not a fan of Max's. Oh, you are? What is wrong <laughs> with you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll probably be rooting for Mick more than Max. Yeah, that's a different level of... You got to have somebody down there at the bottom. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting observation. I bet you we all have somebody we root for in the bottom third, somebody we root for in the middle pack, and somebody we root for in the top. Hmm. I yeah. didn't until recently. I used to only care. Who's your top, middle, and lower? She's a Claude Albon fan for yeah. sure. No. Lance, are we including Alpha Low? Not this Alpha. Aston. Aston. <laughs> oh, Aston. Oh my gosh. What a train wreck. Yeah. I guess we are. Heavy Lance. Sigh. Okay. Charles Upper. Who's in the middle? You can. Okay. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> you don't sound very confident. I in surprised that. myself. I've been really <laughs> uh, rooting for Yuki lately. Who's That's your fair. top, middle, and lower hmm. favorites? So your top is Charles. Oh, also yeah. K Mag, but he kind of dances around middle and lower. Mm-hmm. Charles, Freddie, aka Fernando. Okay. Um, and bottom. I'm gonna have to go with Schumacher. I I'm I'm with Katie on that one. Mm-hmm. I want him to do well. I want I want him to sort of do his dad's legacy proud, and that's yeah. a lot of pressure to put on his shoulders. But he also seems what little I've heard him say, he seems like a sincere, pretty decent kid. Mm-hmm. So I stand by it. My my top is Max, middle, Lando. He's like top middle. Uh, what? Hmm, interesting. Hmm. <laughs> what do you consider the top? Okay, go on. Well, I'm like, I guess I'm just thinking like Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes as the top three teams. Yeah, that's what um, I'm So then... Lando is my like middle favorite and then Mick is my favorite that's lower. Um I like K Mag. Um Latifi's not a great driver, but he's our Iranian buddy. So I like have a soft spot for him, but truly seems like a good kid, but the dude can't drive. Uh -uh. I'm sorry. He drives better than I will ever have in my best day in all my dreams, but Mm -hmm. he has a super license. I don't, but dang. Yeah. So I guess drivers we hate, Esteban Ocon, Valtteri Bottas, Jovan I, I don't hate Bottas. I think he has a nice Nobody I like how we say him. we don't, I like how we <laughs> say we don't hate Bottas, but we never said anything about Ocon, so. Oh, yeah. Mm. Just, I don't have enough, like, energy to hate Ocon. Yeah, I don't necessarily but, hate him, but I don't. But that says a lot right days. there. You don't even yeah. care enough about him to hate him. Yeah. That's even yeah. worse than hating him, you know? I'm not an Ocon fan. 
I, I, I tried to be. We, like, I feel like we were. You were. I never liked him. <laughs> I, I liked his story. And made up by I, him. I felt bad. The story that he has no money? Yeah. Okay. And I felt bad that he was losing a seat. But just he had him as a person, I've never been much of a fan of. Like, I don't know. Maybe I just like his story, but not necessarily him. You know, um, I, I completely agree with what you say. Um, I've never been a giant fan. And as much as I can diss on Max, I still haven't. What, what he did in that oh. race in Brazil and mm. no, was it Brazil or Mexico? Brazil. And, you know, it wasn't right for Max to go get into a shoving match, but, but it just, I don't know, that was lame. Sorry. And I, I guess anybody can make a mistake. I don't know what it is about him. I know for me, yeah, it's, I don't know, not a, not a fan, not going to be, but. Um, oh, we also didn't mention Checo. So we must not care much about him. I like Checo. I'm Mexican, so I feel like I should, but I also don't care that much. Yeah. I think he's been super, super solid for many, many, many years. Um, and I don't, by the way, in defense of Ocon, he's been put in positions. It's not like he's, he's a terrible driver. Um, he's competitive with Alonzo. And think about for a second, when you get Mr. Two-time world champion, I'm the best driver on the planet, according to him. I mean, you know, I like him, but when Alonzo comes into the team that, that remember Esteban's got the long-term contract. So obviously they think enough about him and he's, he's not been as good as Alonzo, but he's held his own. Um, he has, <laughs> I was going to say he has broad shoulders for a guy that has absolutely no shoulders whatsoever. Um, he looks like a rodent to me. He really, his face. he looks like the Ratatouille rat. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I'm going to let you use that for the title of your uh, <laughs> ratatouille. Um, and that's that mean. I, I feel like I'm being mean hearted towards him. So I don't really know. I don't know any of these guys well enough to be that way. So um, yeah, not a fan. Same. I'm trying to think of others. It is, you know, Mazepin, of course. Wait. I tried. <laughs> With Mazepin, you by tried? Way, I tried to sort of you know, you got to understand that sometimes you hear a narrative. And first of all, when you're a 20 year old idiot, you can do stupid things. And I think everybody deserves a second chance. Mm -hmm. But he just proved to me over and over and over again. And oh my gosh, when I saw that whole that last season on try, try to, to survive, and he like literally flat out was gonna not him, but his dad was just calling the shot. What a freak. I feel like his second chance was what was happened. What happened when he got like kicked off the team, and then he, <laughs> maybe maybe he can then, reinvent himself as a human. But but when and then he came, he had like a press conference. Did he have a press conference or just release a video? I don't know. He released a being video. like I'm starting a charity or something, a foundation yeah, sure for it, basically sure Russian oligarchs sure <laughs> who is. aren't allowed to pr perform their sports. I'm, I'm starting a charity for caviar suppliers of the world to provide them to me and my dad's boat anyway yeah i'm just who else? there's got to be somebody else i don't like daniel ricardo yeah i don't not like him i think he's a decent bloke talk about a guy that's under a lot of pressure right now yeah i'm i'm really 
I expected more from him. I think everyone I think did. It, and I think he has. I think he expected more of from him. And um, but I will say you already talked about it in your last podcast, but um yeah, I thought it was really uncool what Zach said. I lost a lot of respect for him there. I think you protect your drivers. That's your main job as a CEO slash team principal. Yeah. Well, Nicole sent something. Can you hear? Sure. One more time. Yeah, it was an update on the the. So what Zach Brown said? Did I send that? Is that what I said? Yeah, you sent something about how it's Daniel who can break the clause in the contract, yeah. but Zach, like the team, can't. Well, no, I'm but sure he Zach, came in with a lot of strength, right? Zach I mean, definitely made it seem like it was the other way around. Yeah. I just don't think you say that. You you even when you're not happy. I think it was said on something we saw. I don't remember what it was, but in that kind of a scenario right now, Daniel knows, he knows he's not performing. He's not an idiot. He's been there. And, but when you start getting this kind of animosity, it's just not good for anybody. And I'm sorry, but the way I read it when he had the accident and his own race engineer was how's the car. I know they backpedaled on it and I, I don't have any yeah. reason to think they lied, but in real time, like I, I was upset. I'm, I'm sitting here ironing a shirt in a hotel I'm like, oh no, I got to see this again. So I went from the, <laughs> from his perspective for when he hits the wall and in real time, it, it was like, because you always hear, are you okay? You know, and to not hear that, I thought was mm -hmm. not right. Unless they like saw that it was just like a little boop, like they Is always the car say. Okay? Yeah. Still, yeah, that's just, because you have to get the I'm okay on the radio. Mm -hmm. Where are we racing? Okay. Sorry, we're in um, Baku. 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 I like that place. That whole long flat out section is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. What before you sign off, what are your predictions for we already did them last you week? You did them. I don't remember that. I listened to it, but sure you did. Do you want to put High in your speed. predictions? It's gotta be it's gotta be max. Yeah, we'll give you a hundred points if you get it right. Yeah, you can 100 do hundred zeros. Um, so you have to do winner podium. So listen, I have been going, and this I think now that I mentioned, now that I'm bringing it up, I think oh you kind of, I have been basically Charles, Charles, Charles for all my stuff for the last few weeks. I'm going max, max, max. Who so else do you think will up. be on the podium? Um, Who do you think will be second uh, and third? Hmm. Hmm. I think Perez is not going to do it because he just got a contract and he won, so he doesn't care mm -hmm. for this week. But he won last year. I am going to say he's defending his title. I am going to say yes. I'm going to go for it. Russell is going to be in third. Okay. And I'm going to go with Charles in second. Okay. So you're saying Max Pole and fastest lap? Yes. Rule of the week. Uh, this one's boring. But important. So it has to do with tires. Ever wondered what tires Pirelli brings to the races? So according to the 2022 sporting regulations issue six, rule 30.1, the, the single tire manufacturer, in this case Pirelli, appointed by the FIA, must undertake to provide three specifications of dry weather tire at each event, each of which must be visibly distinguishable from one another when a car is on the track. One specification of intermediate tires and one specification of wet weather tires. So in other words, Pirelli brings three types of slick tires that are distinguished by the colors red, white, and yellow. Red for softs, 
white for hards and yellow for mediums. And then they also bring intermediate tires and wet tires in the event of rain. You didn't have to experience the days of the super soft and the, Mm. that whole weirdness. And like, it was five compounds, but they all had the different names. Yeah. I've watched older races. Mm -hmm that had it and it was very confusing it was yeah. like it was super soft there was another like well, they, had soft. C, they had c1 through c5 so yeah they still have they still have the c1 through c5 but pirelli chooses three right and so then there's just a soft different? medium well, they and still would do that but they just they had because now they just name them no matter if it's c1 soft, two, three, or yeah it's yeah. always right. soft, medium hard whereas but, before but before they yeah, on a bef- curve yeah before like c c5 was ultra soft the higher the yeah. number the softer right and then yeah. c4 was super soft then soft medium and hard i believe i think so. something like that and now they just get rid of that other stuff because it's nonsense mm-hmm. and whatever three they pull the softest is just the soft yeah yep it's a lot easier to watch indeed yeah. All right. I think that wraps it up for this week's episode. Thanks for being on the podcast, Dad. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. I like listening to your, I love listening to your (laughs) double wave yellows. It's great walking material. You guys crack me up. So it's good. Good. He'll like send me texts and he's just like, just like wonder, like, why did you say this or whatever? Um, why do so I hate funny. Or he'll, he'll be complaining about things that we say. Like, why the Fernando hate? Yeah. And stuff uh, like that. What's with I the like Spanish Fernando. hate? <laughs> um, you didn't. You've that, just come around. Yeah. I came seen around. the error of your ways. Re, like, a couple Monaco, months ago. you came around. When we did the Taylor Swift thing. Yeah. I decided that I liked the animosity he brought. I like that he brings some flavor. <laughs> Not boring. Mm-hmm. Um next week we're in baku yep it's at 4 a.m here i thought it was five i am mm. not waking up for that are you what even going next weekend i do an all-nighter to miami so oh. i will be napping i'll be able to watch it in the morning but yeah i am not waking up, not waking for, that, up for that unless i'm already awake for some weird reason heck no you're gonna wake up aren't you it's my last race before i leave so it's my last Mm. early morning race Mm -hmm. all right well be sure to follow us on instagram twitter tiktok and tumblr at double waved pod and you can email us double waved yellows at gmail.com and tiktok went crazy for us yeah we got one video like normally they get like what like 500 (laughs) views or something (laughs) i just opened tiktok to see and it was crazy (laughs) um yeah like 400 ish yeah and then this one has like 2600 and counting yeah so which is viral for us yeah wow i'm impressed yeah wow because normally we get like 400 views if i'd have known there'd be that much i would have done my hair oh wait (laughs) don't have any and it was Um, like semi esteban hate yeah yeah it was interesting Hmm. all right be sure to check out our podcast next week it's Nicole's last podcast in the U.S. for like a month and a half, two months. And check us out on social medias. Have a great week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening and stay racy. 